Cross Country is possibly one of my favorite variations of this whole competitive running thing. Especially in the collegiate ranks, it, more than any other race, brings together everyone to the start line, from the mid-distance Mavericks to the marathon-distance donkeys, and pretty much every runner in between. It's a race where tactics can be tested, boundaries can be pushed, and it is only with a combination of fitness and strategy that one can be truly dominant. This week's episode belongs to the boys of fall, the collegiate kings of cross-country. We'll hear from two-time CIS champ and Guelph Griffin, Aaron Hendricks, as well. We'll check in with NCAA All-American and Syracuse Orangeman Justin Knight. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the Terminal Mile, a track radio production. Safe to say 2015 has looked pretty good on Justin Knight. The uh, Syracuse saw from Toronto broke four minutes in the mile, broke the internet with just one shoe, uh, landed in the Canadian 2015 top 10 rankings for three different distances, competed at World Cross, beat Rob Deneau in a game of trivia, and most recently came fourth at the NCAA Cross Championships, just to name a few of his many achievements. Joining us from Syracuse is Justin. Welcome back to the show, Justin. Thank you for having me. It's, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> you know, first things first, uh, fourth place at the NCAA Championships as a sophomore. That's pretty incredible. Talk to me Talk me through that race, you know, from gun, gun to finish, because it was one heck of a race. Yeah, honest, honestly, the race was, it was really good. And um, I think the spectators really got what they deserved to watch. It was a hard-fought race from the start to finish. Um, right from the gun, you know, Patrick Tiernan from Villanova, he took it out and like that was really nice of him to do because a lot of people are scared and they want to, they want the race to be like a sitting kick sort of. But um, it ended up being a group of four, which was Patrick Tiernan, Edward Cheserick, um, Anthony Rotich and, and myself. And we kind of broke away from the pack just a bit and we were running together for the most part and then um, eventually... Uh, Edward Cheserick and Tiernan kind of broke away. And, you know, Rotich, he's, he's a good guy to have along because I, I'm sure you guys know his credentials from UTEP. Um, mm-hmm. He won the indoor mile, uh, multiple steeplechase NCAA champion. So, like, he has, he has some wheels. So when I was with him and it was now pairs, groups of two, um, I thought, you know what, like, we can let him go and then me and Rotich will work together and try to catch up. And... Um, I looked at him, and I, I'm acquaintances with Rotich, so I actually did talk to him during the race, and I said, listen, I know, like, we fell off a bit, but nobody passes us, because we got to go, we have to, like, end up catching uh, Ed and Patrick, mm-hmm. and he looked at me, he's like, yeah, man, like, let's work together, and then um, eventually the pace, like, we kind of slowed down a bit, and um, I'm very aware when I'm running, so I pay attention to, like, um, arm and leg movements and breathing and like little stuff like that so I noticed that um I don't know if he was having a little bit of an off day but he wasn't like on point so I decided that I had to kind of like go into no man's land and try to catch up and then um I think with uh either 1k or 2k to go I think uh the one of the Colorado guys caught up to me and then uh I was just trying to hold on and I I couldn't and you know, I, I just tried to finish strong, and I, I'm happy with getting fourth place. <laughs> you know, compare and contrast that to the uh, 2014 NCAA championships. For those who didn't watch, it was just, it was almost boring because the entire field was in the race, so late into the race, and it was, yeah. it was almost like a, I don't know, like a bit of a jog almost. Uh, yeah. You know, this this year, as you mentioned, way more strung out. There's, you know, packs out front, uh, and 
I don't know. What what scenario do you find yourself more comfortable in? Like that tight pack running or, you know, something where it's, you know, gun to tape really quick? Well, I, I've learned to be a fan of both races. I, I don't really, I don't like to limit myself to what type of races I kind of like to run. Um, currently, I don't have a favorite, but um, the thing about a sit and kick race is, like, I'm kind of blessed to have a little bit of foot speed. So I have like a 339, 1500-meter time. So a sitting kick, like, I, I can hold on and then I'll be able to kick at the end. But at the same time, I have enough, I'm really strong with my stamina where I could hang on for a long time too. So um, I don't know. Like, I don't know which one I like better. But um, I think dealing with um, just going out from the gun, it kind of uh, weaves out, like, a lot of 1,500-meter runners. You know what I mean? And um, mm. Because there's a lot of guys that are faster than me in the 15 that I might have had to deal with if it was a sitting kick race. You won your regional and you've had like a fairly good season and a really, really great year so far. What was your confidence like going into that big race? Um, Man, you know, it, my confidence level, I think it would be a lot higher than last year. Uh, last year was kind of a, a learning process and, and I did have a good freshman year, but um, I wouldn't say what everybody remembers, but what I remember is just finishing 143rd. So I don't remember like whatever places I got at ACCs or at Boston. It was just like when the time counted, I, I didn't perform as well as I wanted to. And um, after that, like I was, I was a little bit shaken. Um, I was confused uh, how I let myself do so bad at a, at a meet where it counts because usually I'm able to show up um, when it's time. But um Canadian Nationals happened last year and I built a little bit more confidence as sorry I built a little bit more confidence and as the year progressed like I was starting to get back to who I was and realizing like you know what I'm able to compete with these guys like the NCAA I know it's one step up but I'm not that far from where I want to be and um coming into this year I took a month off in in uh after NCAA's uh, 2015 track I took a month off and um I felt really fresh in August when I was starting to train again. And then when I came back, um, the boys were ready to go. Martin was ready. Colin, Benny, who's like a, another sophomore on our team that he finished eighth. Mm -hmm. And um, I think like the whole atmosphere on the team, we weren't feeling like, wow, it's a fluke that we're ranked fifth or anything. Like we actually felt that um, we could go out there and do some, we could do what we just did at NCAAs. So the, there's a, a video of you out there. I'm sure you've probably seen it by now uh, of you just finding out that Syracuse took the team title uh, to yeah. say that you're super stoked would be, you know, a definite understatement. Uh, <laughs> describe to me that team environment at, at Syracuse. Oh my gosh. It's, it was just to explain what happened um, after the race, you know, I waited for all the guys and then uh, flow track and USATF or, or I don't know, whoever was there doing the interviews they pulled me over and I was just like, oh, I want to know, like, do you guys know if we won or not? And they said, sorry, we're not sure. It was really close between you and Colorado, but we'll film, we'll film your reaction. And I was doing the interview and then all of a sudden I heard screaming and then I noticed that it was my guys. Hmm. And um, I wanted them to come in the interview with me and like celebrate, but then like the guys just said, you know what, go celebrate with your team. So I just ran off. But, um, you know, it, our team... We, we have a really special bond. Um, nobody thinks they're better than anybody on the team. Like everybody's treated the exact same way, whether you're closer to the top five pack or if you're up and coming. Um, it was just something spectacular to accomplish. And especially for, um, for guys like Martin Heher, you know, 
Syracuse, if you asked if you asked any about anybody about Syracuse like five, ten years ago, they would say like Syracuse or do they even have a running team? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And lots of people when I committed there, they're like, why would Justin go to Syracuse? But um, the program that Coach Fox put together and the hard work that Martin Hetter, he started it. Like he changed the whole um, aspect in like the team spirit around um, running at Syracuse. And for him to end on that way, like my heart was, I was just so happy for everybody and it really made my day. Well, let's, let's go a little more in depth about, you know, uh, Coach Chris Fox. You know, what, what has he meant to your team, uh, you know, developing both you and the team as, as a whole? Um, well, in regards to developing me, you know, Coach Fox, he's done an amazing job um, in the search of what university I wanted to go to. It's a, it's a hard process, but um, you just really have to look out for like, the small details. And luckily, I had my parents to help me out and um, coaches and other athletes that's gone through the process gave me some tips to look out for. And um, Coach Fox, like, he's, he's just like more than a coach to me. Like, I consider him kind of like extended family, sort of. Um, he doesn't treat me like just an athlete that's going through his system. He actually, he cares for me and he cares like how I develop as a human being and, you know, and schoolwork and everything. And he always makes you make sure that everything in my life is going on well, in addition to track. And, um, you know, that means a lot. And as like an athlete in the NCAA, like a lot of it has to do with, um, how you develop as like physically, but also mentally the best runners out there, like, um, you have guys on, on Colorado that weren't necessarily like they were good in high school, but there's a couple of guys you can name that were just all right in high school and like their mental game was able to push them to um, go further in their athletic career. So having a coach like Coach Fox um, be able to help you out with all sorts of stuff like that, you know, it means a lot. And um, in regards to mileage too, um, sometimes coaches. They just put you into the same program and um, they just have you doing exactly what other guys are doing. And there's high mileage guys and there's low mileage guys. And um, he knew he, he was talking to my club coaches and my high school coach about like what type of runner I was. And he understood that I came off of like zero uh, mileage whatsoever. And he was able to like incorporate me on the team and slowly build me up to uh, where I am today. And um as a team, you know, I, I think it's the exact same thing, what Coach Fox means to our teammates, to my teammates, sorry. And, um, yeah, we're just really happy and blessed to have him as a coach, and we wouldn't trade him for anyone in the world. <laughs> okay, so if you do, uh, like, a, a quick Google search of your name, uh, the first probably, like, five or six things that are going to come up are the time that you lost your shoe at last year's <laughs> ACC's 1500. Uh, yeah. It kind of blew up the internet right after that from, you know, track and field sort of standpoint. Yeah. Uh, any more coverage and you would have had to have been drinking beer every 400 meters, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Lewis Kent. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, awesome. Do you find that your teammates and your competitors are still kind of razzing you for it? Uh, every now and then, you know, for some reason, like there's NBA players that lose a shoe and they're always just like, oh, he's pulling a Justin Knight and stuff like that. But <laughs> I, I guess the team, like, we kind of got over it, but it, it's still kind of funny how, like, I was able to win the race, and then I didn't, I didn't think it was that much of a big deal, and then, like, I saw ESPN had and Bleacher Report, and then it's like, wow, I'm, like, famous for a couple of days, so it was really cool, but they don't, they don't tease me too much about it, unless I actually lose my shoe again. <laughs> so this, this is going to be your first season officially running NCAA indoors. Uh, you know, what are the goals? Um... 
the goals are I haven't actually really talked to Coach Fox too much about um the goals. Uh, I know I'm going to be focusing on either the 3K or the mile. Um, definitely, I'm, I want to go sub four again. I don't want to ever run above sub. I'm run above four minutes. I'm trying to keep <laughs> under the sub four radar. Um, so I definitely want to run faster than I did last year. I know I only ran one race. And then uh, for the 3K, I know uh, for anybody from Ontario, you know, breaking eight minutes is a very big deal. So uh, I know it's not outdoors, but I hope to break eight minutes indoor. And um, yeah, I just expect to, whether I do the 1500 or the 3K at Nationals, I just hope to be in the final for either one. All right. I really want you to, to think very seriously about this. I want you to rank your priorities for the next year. One, an NCAA outdoor title. Two, making the 2016 Rio team. And three, killing the field at the 1500 meter night. Oh, please. 1500 meter night. That's the correct answer. Yes, yes. It has to be. I haven't been. I missed last year, and I, and I'm so sorry about it. I wish I was there, but I I love. That's like one of my favorite meets of all time. For I, sure. I, so, <laughs> now, now, what about the the other two? I mean, like the the 2016 Rio team. You got to think that you know you have a bit of an outside chance at uh, at kind of making that team. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, as I continue to run, and in every race, I I tend to improve. And hopefully that continues. But um, yeah, it's in the back of my head. Um, I'm not trying to overthink it, you know. I don't want to like revolve my day around it. So I don't want to kind of make myself nervous. But it's definitely a thought. I'll be at Canadian Nationals this year or the Canadian Trials. And um, I think it would be nice to go for a shot for it. If I make the team, that would be great. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's my opinion on it. <laughs> All right. Now, by the by, the super scientific calculations of Google Maps, you're roughly only a two hour and ten minute car ride away from Fort Henry, uh, Kingston. You know, being that it's a it's a championship year next year, and uh, given the wicked fields that showed up to this year's uh, Canadian National Cross Country Championship, can we expect to see you there next year? Um. Actually, well, one thing is, I did see the field that was there. That was amazing, and. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I saw all the results, and that was great. Um, I The one thing is that I don't really – we kind of – I wouldn't say that we plan last minute, but we kind of – we don't make plans like that far ahead of uh, what I'm going to do. I'm not sure if I'm going to run Canadian Nationals next year. There's a high possibility that I might, but I, I don't want to commit to something. You know what I mean? But uh, – Oh jeez, I feel bad saying that. But there, there is yes, there is a chance that I might be there next year, and I'd be super happy to come back. <laughs> All right, well, you you know where you can find me next year. I'll be uh, I'll be uh, the one holding the microphone somewhere. Okay. Yes, sir. You have to promise me an interview if I come. Oh, one hundred percent. Win, loss, or tie, man. I'll see All you right. there. Uh, Twenty fifteen Super Whirlwind uh, year for you. If you had to pick one, you know what's the moment that's going to stick with you the most from this past year? Oh, definitely winning NCAAs for cross country. You know, I still can't believe we won. There's times where uh, I just feel like a regular, like not to say that we're different, but I just feel like a regular person, you know, going through my daily routine of just practicing or whatever. And then I walk by our athletic center and then I see, there it is, our 2015 NCAA cross country trophy. And I just stand there and look at it like, wow. I can't believe he did it. <laughs> That's the Syracuse Orangeman from Toronto, Ontario, Justin Knight, who came in fourth place at the NCAA Cross Country Championships. Thanks a lot for being on the show again, Justin. Thank you for having me.
You're listening to The Terminal Mile, available via Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and Tracky.ca. You can also find us on Twitter, at The Terminal Mile. Aaron Hendricks is a collegiate runner with some serious running credentials. He ran in both the FISU and Pan Am Games this past summer. He owns a sub-29, 10,000-meter PB. He was a crucial part of a dominant Guelph team for many years, capturing a few CIS team titles along the way. And this season... He can also add two-time CIS cross-country individual champion to that list as well. Right now, Aaron joins us on this week's show from Guelph, Ontario. Aaron, the CIS championship race was one that was a lot of fun to watch. Walk me through that race. Did everything go according to plan from your standpoint? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, that race was executed pretty much perfectly. Yeah, I had I had that plan in my race there, <laughs> in my head the whole the whole race. Um, the I knew that a lot of the guys were going to go out right to the front and they weren't going to expect me to go right to the front. So uh, I kind of wanted to be more conservative at the start. And I think I was around the 40th at the K uh, and then just kind of moved my way up to being around 20th in that large front pack. Um, I was surprised at how fast that first lap actually was. We got to the top of the hill. I think it was about 736, 737. Mm-hmm. so i haven't we didn't really do that in workouts too much so i was a little bit a little bit worried in my head <laughs> but i felt great and just decided to keep going there um the next two laps kind of clipped by feeling really good and then i got to the top of the the large uh hill for the third time going to the last lap still felt really good um and then that by that point the group had dwindled down to about uh, I guess there's like 10 guys there. So, um, and then there's the, the longer wood chip hill, uh, j- just with about 2k to go. Um, Janikowski kind of made a bit of a surge down that hill and just clicked in my head to go with him. So I went along with him, uh, and at the bottom of the hill, there's, uh, I guess a little bit of a uphill and Janikowski seemed to s- slow a little bit there and I just wanted to keep going. So, went past him there and just never looked back and tried to keep the keep the pace going and uh yeah coming around to the last 500 um i kind of visualized that last 500 many times in my head and i knew i wanted to be clear of clear of a lot of guys um going into that last big hill um so find uh get to the bottom of that hill and you're on your own You, you probably have probably have the win so that was my plan and then yeah, it ended up working out pretty much exactly what, what I wanted to do in that race. Okay, so as much as someone with your talent could, you have pretty much flew under the radar into that race, you know, while others seems to seem to be, you know, sucked up by the hype machines surrounding CIS racing. You know, how important is it for you and your racing that you're completely free of, you know, those sorts of distractions? Uh, it definitely helped. Um, I, knew, uh, I knew that I was fit and ready to go. And just having a few less distractions uh, just made getting into that race uh, and having um, the the other athletes not expecting me to be right up there and kind of allowed me to, I guess, bring it back down a little bit and just kind of do my own thing. You know, there there were a lot of questions after the Griff, Griffins took no individual medals at the OUA meet. You know, what kind of confidence did you have going into uh, into the CIs? Going to OU's, uh, we'd done a pretty big workout the Monday before, so I was a little bit tired going to that race, but I knew um, 
I knew that that's what was going on. So going into CIs, obviously a lot fresher, no huge workouts, but definitely a lot sharper, ready to go. So my confidence was still pretty high going into that race. Um, yeah, I knew I was going to uh, feel better at the end of the race and be able to put more of a surge in rather than just holding on. So the spring and summer seasons were, were pretty big for you this year with a with a really nice 10,000 PB at the uh, Stanford Invite and appearances both at Pan Am and FISU Games. Uh, what was the highlight for you? Uh, Performance-wise, that, that first 10K uh, where I got under 29, um, th- that, was, that was a great race. Um, having a big negative split definitely gave me a lot of confidence for the rest of the, the season. And then I guess... Uh, Pan Ams was also obviously a huge, huge experience, a lot of fun. Uh, it was unfortunate that I was kind of sick going into that race and couldn't couldn't do what I wanted to do, but having that, that home crowd cheering me around every lap, even though I was feeling pretty 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 bad, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely made that race easier and a lot of fun. Okay, so, you know, I, I have to know, does that national team and, you know, racing with other top-tier athletes uh, experience give you an, an advantage when it comes to running uh, in the CIS? I think it did. I think it does give me a little bit of an advantage. Um, I think for the cross-country season, I, w- I had the most experience the 10K. Um, just, I think I've done, uh, I can't say for sure, but I think I've done the most track 10Ks. And being my fifth year, also could be the most uh like cross 10ks as well so i think that just having that experience de- definitely does help and i think that it did help at ci's this year um and obviously the home course advantage too but um just knowing knowing how you're how you how you're going to feel throughout the whole race especially that last 2k knowing that it's going to hurt but but knowing that you can get through it yeah it definitely helps so, given that next year is a world championship qualifier, can we expect to see you, uh, you know, at the at the big show, the uh, the Canadian Nationals uh, at Fort Henry? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'd really like to go to the World um, Cross Country Championships uh, at some point in my career. So, next year could be could be a good opportunity to do that. I, you know, I. Uh... As, as I follow you on Twitter, I see that you were definitely watching the live stream. Uh, do you yeah. feel like you kind of missed out when you saw the the field and, and how that race ended up unraveling? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Midway through that race, I was definitely um, thinking that it would have been would have been nice to be in there, especially seeing uh, all of, like, I think it was five speed river guys, whatever, in that, that front group. And it would have been a lot of fun to be rolling along with them. But I think... Uh, I think I made the right decision to, to just kind of take my downtime then. Uh, but yeah. You know, as, as someone who has spent a lot of time with Ross Proudfoot, uh, did you have him marked for winning, you know, even in that stacked field? Uh, yeah, I've learned since being in Guelph, um, not to count Ross out of any race. Uh, I knew, I knew he was definitely gonna be right there and I had him as one of my picks for it for the win um yeah so yeah never count ross out you know i'm not going to put words in your mouth but i'm pretty sure you have an eye on you know a rio 2016 uh spot on that team as a goal you know how will that affect your training and racing for the first half of 2016 so yeah the, doing the 10k and the 5k i definitely want to focus on getting i guess some more more miles in this this winter um and also racing racing a little bit less 
definitely want to do a couple uh, couple indoor races just to keep the sharpness up, keep the, the racing racing readiness up. Uh, but yeah, the training towards the summer, I hope to be um, focusing more on being ready to, to do 5Ks and 10Ks and uh, rather than focusing on the 1500, 3K. But I, the, the, I'm sure I'll still be doing some, some 1500, 3K training but hopefully get some more more tempos in there, more outdoor workouts like uh, on the roads or the trails, just uh, more miles, more tempo essentially. You know, you seem to be someone who really excels in those distances. Uh, given that your current coach is one of the best in Canada when it comes to distance with guys like, you know, Reed and Eric, uh, you know, what are your plans post-collegially? Will you be sticking around to train with Speed River? Yeah, my plans are stick around Guelph and Speed River. Um, I yeah I don't really see any reason to uh, to do anything else. Of course, uh, the group here is amazing. Lots of guys to work with. Uh, every workout, there's always somebody there to help you along. So yeah, I'm definitely going to stay st- stay around here and focus on those five k, ten k races. So earlier this week was the uh, was the 40th anniversary of Jerome Drayton's record that he uh, set in uh, Fukuoka. You know, is that is that a record you see yourself challenging one day? Uh, right now, I don't have any any plans to run run the marathon uh, in the in the near future. But uh, I can see a few years down the road doing doing a marathon. But um, yeah, I can't say for sure. It'd be nice to toe the line and in my head be thinking about that record. But uh, that that's a little ways away. Two-time CIS cross-country champion Aaron Hendricks, thanks a lot for being on the show this week. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to our guests, Justin Knight and Aaron Hendricks, also to Tracky for their ongoing support, and to you for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on tracky.ca, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Twitter, at the Terminal Mile. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production.